0: Hi, and welcome to the human side of business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The human side of business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Hi everyone, and a warm welcome to episode one of the Elevate Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ange McCabe, CEO and owner of Intuity Performance. And today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Brian Giddey's owner of Direct Ad Factory. Welcome, Brian. So tell us about Direct Ad Factory and what you do.
1: Yeah, we've got a boutique creative agency um, focusing on direct response uh, marketing. So it's the old uh, skill, I guess, where it's, uh, it's if you spend a dollar, you want to make sure you're earning $1. ten in your marketing efforts and how that looks in today's topsy-turvy world that's permanently changed, and helping smaller and local businesses get access to creative and marketing skills uh, that will help them kind of thrive in this uh, new economy, Uh, even if it's based on a combination of the old fundamentals and how we can add some benefit uh, with uh, the new things that are going on. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. You said something really interesting there, Brian, in that uh, using the, the word old fundamentals. So tell us your thought process around old fundamentals of marketing and business development, because uh, you've helped me with that in the past, which I've been appreciative, and this new age kind of automation. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, you know, my background is uh, in digital for the last 20 years, uh, digital marketing, um, you know, direct ad response marketing online. So I've had a dis- digital presence uh, for a long time. And, and another unique factor is I've worked remotely for the last 20 years as well. So I know it's kind of the new flavor on the block and people are all excited about working remotely. Uh, so the, the background. Um, from that perspective is there. So the old school fundamentals I'm talking about are in investigating your business, why you set it up, what's your unique selling proposition, what's your value proposition, having a good elevator pitch. That's old school stuff, reaching out, using direct mail. It's been very powerful instead of email. It's been very powerful doing direct mail in this time. People are much more open to phone calls again. One is they're bored. And the other is it's a, it's a something different. So what's old is new again. And then the combination of using those type of skills with the new learning how to go digital and, and kind of cross-referencing the, those. Um, so a lot of people, digital has been there and they've dabbled in it. But they haven't really dug deep into it. So it's pretty much a Facebook, Instagram type of digital presence that they have. Um, Some social media posting, but nothing with any overarching campaign goals or skill sets on how to be effective when you're actually talking to somebody on social media, and then how to do things like buy directly to get onto uh, other websites, as opposed to those two. Obviously they have 76% of the market kind of thing between them and Google AdWords. So you have to be effective at those two, but you don't want to make those your only two arrows in your quiver.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes total sense. So tell us a little bit more about you, Brian, what are you passionate
1: about? So I kind of pivoted again from the the digital world. Uh, It was, fairly intense. to work with a larger company. My best year, for example, selling uh, cost per acquisition advertising was 44 million. Uh, so it was a larger scale type of thing, working with some big uh, companies that were doing tremendous buys. And then as it kind of got out of that world, trying to help smaller companies, because we kept hearing horror stories, you know, some, <clears throat> excuse me, somebody would buy, a four thousand dollar ad, even in the newspaper and offline as well as digitally, and get zero results. Hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the they're scared. A lot of business people, smaller business people that have just have to really you know squeeze every penny and they're they're living by the skin of their teeth. The thought of marketing uh, and selling even is tough for them because they've invested in the past and been burned. And a lot of that was simply not having the right reasons to buy, not having the right ad, and then not even knowing simple kind of metrics in their business like lifetime value. So I'm going to buy an ad in the newspaper uh, at $4,000. I'm hoping to get X number of responses for that. And then finding out when I do my math that even though I got a hundred responses that I want, the lifetime value of those people is lower than the total cost of Mm $4,000. So even though I've got some business, the more business I get, the faster I go out of business. Mm -hmm. So That old school type of thing where you've got to get your metrics first. If I don't know my lifetime value of a client, then I can't set up my initial maximum client acquisition cost and then how do i decide how much money do i spend on my advertising so why buy a why buy a full page in ad in the newspaper at four thousand dollars if i can buy a half page ad and it gives me eighty percent of the efficacy and that will actually then work to my lifetime value mm, that's powerful
0: information from a marketing perspective brian for sure so what i'm hearing is you know you've had the opportunity and amazing experiences in the marketing and sales world. And for you, you've seen a problem that needs to be fixed with small to mid-sized
1: businesses. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the reasoning of it. So, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because, again, people have been burned so badly uh, that you have to really go step by step. And, and what, that's one of the great things, if we can sit down with, with a customer or a potential customer and find out some of those metrics and what makes sense. They can come back with a plan to say, you know, here's what we think you'll maximize your dollar, and here's why we think this will work. Here's our reasoning for buying this this type of ad, or here's our reasoning for saying this in a social media post. Uh, and again, it's it's something as simple as, from an advertising perspective, there has to be emotion. In whatever you're putting out so that you can engage people. So it can be a fearful emotion, a fear of loss, or it can be a, a you know, a journey to joy, but there has to be some kind of emotion uh, that you're comfortable with in your true voice. And so again, even speaking about something that simple you know, a lot of people just do a feature without a benefit still to this day. You know, my, my Jeep is four wheel drive. And then they leave it at that saying My Jeep is four wheel drive, which means to you, you're going to be safer on the road. That's the benefit. Mm -hmm. That's like going throughout your whole, uh, I guess your whole paradigm had to use the buzzwords, but everything you do in, in a framework needs to have that emotion built into it. And it needs to be the same kind of theme throughout how you're talking to people.
0: Right, right. And I I think you said a few really interesting things there, Brian, in the sense that, you know, you're pairing metrics with emotion. So it's that IQ plus the EQ piece of it is what I'm hearing, correct?
1: Yeah, well, I think that's, you know, that's the basis of advertising, you know, not even necessarily uh, you know, talk about the human being as it is, but that's just you know the combination of data and data is really taken over. Data is you know the new god is the new god people to to, you know, programmatic, uh, just data mining, drilling down, da 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 da. And then I see these people that are paying giant amounts of money for traffic and data mining and all of the uh, accoutrements thereof and then putting out an ad that's just terrible. So they've spent all the money getting to the point of interacting with somebody and then they interact in a terrible manner and they they blame their data. Mm -hmm. So that combination of creativity and data has to be hand in hand if it's not hand in hand you're you're setting up a dam or a roadblock one way or the other i can be a creative as hell about selling minivans uh, but if i advertise those on the harley davidson site not going to make much sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: exactly and so for you you you've spoken earlier about some uh, great successes with regards to your career, and then also looking to do something more in the sense of solving problems. So for you, what does success look
1: like? Uh, house in Malibu, helicopter. So, <laughs> success for me on a personal level is, again, trying to help uh, smaller businesses, people, people that are on the edge. No, we, we try to be really, um, I guess a simple answer is cheap. with How we help people, we've been doing uh, brainstorming sessions for free uh, over this COVID period on how to cope and how to help maybe get you some business. We probably did about 40 of those. And then again, we do some classes uh, that we're teaching people a, a 20-hour course on how to get through this and how to market and sell and all based on trying to give people actionable stuff that, that day, so that we can say, look, here's, here's how to figure out your lifetime value, go forth and do so, and then we'll talk next week on, or next hour on how you can then take that to make an actual buy of something that may potentially bring you some revenue, mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of the theory you know, the theory is great and understanding it is great and that all comes with time, but you need an action step when you're just coming out of COVID and people are coming into your, your restaurant wearing a mask now, you need an actionable plan to replace that lost square footage. The theory of it doesn't make much difference, but my actual physical layout now is only 50% as big as it was three months ago. How do, what do I do? Exactly, exactly. And so,
0: for your own business with Direct Ad Factory, how do you go about ensuring that you reach your successes?
1: <laughs> well, we try to implement all the things that we're training people to do. So, you're getting more skilled on the phone, uh, again, old school. There's still a place, I believe, for reaching out to people. They call it cold prospecting. And A lot of people call it the devil now, but uh, I still find that it's effective. Again, direct mail pieces. So using those marketing steps uh, and then also this kind of outreach, uh, not viral, but, you know, taking that outreach to having 10 or 15 people in a group and then kind of trying to help guide them into something that'll put some money into their pockets quickly. And then, of course, we get um, people that hire us to do a little more in-depth stuff uh, from those type of efforts. So it's it's almost like your uh, it's almost like your uh, sales funnel on the net. We're giving value first, collecting people that are engaging with us, and then seeing if there's some kind of synergy between the two of us as we move forward. hmm mm-hmm.
0: And what what keeps getting you out of bed and driving you to do this on a daily
1: basis? My wife. Uh, <laughs> Yes. So, I mean, it's fun. That's, that's the big thing. You know, I did uh, I did a lot of data type stuff and a, a combination of it for a long time and was, you know, just at that point, digital 95% of the time. A lot of it was on the email. A lot of it was an email type of situation for years. I had to do business with people that literally were spending a million dollars a month with us. And I'd never met them, and the only time I'd ever see them was if I went to a conference. So I found the the human interaction on a smaller scale much more satisfying. And any success story, anybody that you've helped, is very satisfying. People that were floundering <clears throat> and seem to have found a little bit of a path that don't really need me anymore. That's that's. Both sad from a monetary standpoint, but happy from a, there's somebody that looks like they're on a solid foundation and moving forward. And we help potentially save their business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Powerful. That's fantastic. And from a marketing perspective, you've used a lot of the kind of buzzwords that are out there right now with regards to USP and separating yourself from, you know, the, the ocean in my own words, and, you know, making sure that you have your data and you are splitting your time in between in-person prospecting and online. So with all of those things that we have to pay attention to, whether as an employee in an organization or as an entrepreneur, how would you recommend people
1: go about balancing all of those things? Well, I mean, that's, that's the million dollar question. So I've, you know, you've got the small business owner that's bookkeeper and the caretaker and the chief salesperson and the marketing person. And now they have to learn digital marketing. And it's a lot of, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They've been doing the same thing for 15 years and it's been okay. And now it's a whole new world. So the question then becomes, and that's, that's almost the sales, you know, nexus from the situation is when do you hire somebody like me to take that load off? And then be able to track the results of that so you know that you're actually making money by hiring me as opposed Mm -hmm. to sitting down and trying to design your own website and trying to design your own sales funnel. And the questions that come up on this, we had this discussion last night with a group, is why you're doing what you're doing. So let's say you're creating, and that's great, but you're not really a designer. So even if it's pretty, the question is, from a perspective of why did you pick that font? Why did you pick that color? Why did you put that that uh, picture there? And what's the reason, the overarching reason that you, or goal that you want from this interaction with somebody? Do mm-hmm. you to engage with them? Are you actually trying to sell something? What is it that you want at the end of their website journey? and is each page designed to do a single step which is get them to read page one and then go to page two so the only reason for page one is to drive them to page two which then will drive them maybe to that which you want them to do so how are you setting up the website in that way so there's a lot of experience needed to do that and it's a lot of people think they're great copywriters a lot of people think, hey, I could do that. It's like the Picasso thing, right? I could make a Picasso. My four-year-old could make a Picasso. Uh, so it's, it's that question of when does it become overwhelming for you? And it's better to give somebody a thousand bucks to take it off your plate because you're going to be able to earn 2000 bucks by going out and selling as opposed to being a designer. Exactly. Exactly. I really enjoyed how you're pointing out to the
0: audience. And for me as well, it's a great reminder that everything we do when it comes to social media and marketing ties back to a goal. And what is our intent? And so what I'm hearing is that you're almost separating it out for us, Brian, in in that as we reach out, it's basically one ask. So let's engage on something. Or do you mind doing something, a smaller ask, like signing up for a newsletter versus Sign up for my newsletter, come call me, you know, subscribe to my Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera. So how often do you see that out in the market where the message is is kind of toiled up or, or confusing potentially to the audience? And what would be another tidbit to kind of separate that type of
1: stuff out? Well, there's kind of a couple of things with that. How often it's almost inevitable. So you know our contention is that 95%, if not more, of websites are of little or no value for lead generation, for example. You want to you want to get leads. So you drive traffic to your homepage, which is a horrible mistake, in my opinion, because you inevitably have 25 choices of what people can see and read. You know, Goldfish has a nine-second attention span. A web surfer has eight. You hit paralysis of choice because i got to hit 25 buttons. I just go on to the next website because there's another million coming along online each day. Mm -hmm. So we're proponents of the landing page, uh, which has a single focus. And in most cases where we work with, it's just to get an email address. So we'll give you some kind of value. Uh, You give me your email address. I send you a thank you page that automatically redirects you to my website. And then you can explore all you like, because I don't have to worry about you exploring and then leaving and not coming back. I've got your email address and we can, we've been offered permission to engage. So that type of thing we see all the time and, and it's so important. So we're kind of, I know a voice in the wilderness often of saying your website is, is really not helping you. It doesn't matter how beautiful you are. The kind of line we use is pretty ain't profitable. Uh, It's just, getting to that what is the best way to gather permission to engage with somebody so that's all I want to do in all of my efforts when I'm putting out media and all that type of stuff is I just want to get you to engage with me
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's that's a great point and so what's your approach in getting your clients to engage with you so meaning that as you walk down the road of the marketing and uh, sales journey with your clients, how do you help them engage? What, what are the drivers there?
1: Well, again, so it's, it's emotion, it's curiosity. So from an emailing perspective, uh, we're really getting involved uh, with kind of creating that curiosity is the only way to start even a conversation. We're trying to get people to ask us questions. So the headline or the subject line, obviously being 90% of the battle, it's that curiosity aspect that we're trying to do. So we're offering value as much as we can. And then we're trying to help people focus a little bit on, you know, the job of one. So one offer to one defined audience through one channel and get really good at it before you worry about anything else. So, Pick your channel carefully. So if it's an older crowd, let's say Facebook. So become become good at Facebook until you try Instagram. But just get good results first. And then again, define your one audience. If I'm selling cat food, then I may want to go towards skew towards a female older audience that may have that. And so that's my defined audience. And one offer. Buy, buy this cat food because it's organic and most like, The lion she used to be. So there's my offer to a defined audience. I get really good at Facebook and then I can move on to something else. Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. And so based on the market that we're in right now, just post COVID and people are still, uh, I'll use that buzzword, trying to pivot and realign themselves and get back out into the market. What do you think is the most important thing businesses need to hear right now?
1: Well, I think that again, it's a different It's a different world. So one of the first messages you still have to do, uh, because, you know, if you look at CNN, you're going to shoot yourself every day uh, pandemic wise, is assure the safety of interacting with you. So it's not a pandering to the pandemic because the open rate plummeted for opening emails saying, you know, we got you, we feel your pain, Bell Canada it's talking about how they've always been with us and then I got to sit on customer support for 40 hours to get something done that I want done doesn't doesn't resonate so but making sure that your premises is safe and you're aware of what's happening out there is a very important message initially and then it's looking at one of the things that we told tell our students is to call some of their older clients or some of the clients they've been working with And just ask them what they want to see from you moving forward. What do they want to see when you were shut down? What do they want to see when they think it's going to open? And what what would they want to see when we're moving towards the future? So if you're a hairstylist, you want to have a mask, but is there something else they want to see? Is there some other safety feature? Is there some other offer? What, What made them come to you in the first place? And then why do they keep coming back? Get that kind of information, and again, the phone right now is very easy to get a hold of people. So find out. So that's the kind of data mining that I think is valuable, talking to your current core of customers and finding out why they deal with you, Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. leveraging that to move forward and trying to add value to everything around that core kind of foundation.
0: Well, you've certainly added value to the conversation, Brian. Those are awesome tips uh, for myself and the audience. I want to thank you so much. Uh, I know that uh, you're busy with Direct Ad Factory uh, and have a lot going on right now, so I won't keep you too long. Just one more question. If people want to get a hold of you directly, what's the best way to do that?
1: Uh, They can go to directadfactory.com. That's simple. It's got all our contact info, uh, phone number, my email is brian at directadfactory, B-R-I-A-N. So that's a fairly simple one to remember. Um, and that's probably the best way to uh, to hit us up at the moment.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you, everyone in the audience, for uh, tuning in today. If you're interested in finding more about the Elevate Business podcast, feel free to reach out to us. You can follow us on LinkedIn or Facebook, or you can email direct at info at IntuityPerformance.com. Thank you and be well. Thanks for listening to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description, where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter, and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting? Explore the Whole Person Leadership Cohort by Intuity Performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. Our program features evidence-based assessments, workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. Until next time, take care and stay curious.